0: Trying to figure out when is the best time to begin your exercise routine can be a challenge and a headache and stressful. You know, one of the things that most people say now that we're here in the new year is I'm gonna finally make a change with the way I look, the way I feel, the way I move, but I'm not quite sure how long it's gonna take, so I'm wondering if it's even really worth it. Well, I'm here to tell you, your transformation starts now. Welcome to Fitness for a Good Life podcast, where we share fitness strategies and tips to improve the way you look, feel, and move. Don't forget, a body that is maintained functions and performs better. I hope you enjoy and please subscribe. So I'm excited to be sharing some information with you today about your transformation and how it needs to start today. I thought I would open up this podcast with a little bit of a story time just because I feel it's relevant and pertinent. And perhaps in my story that I share with you, you will kind of find yourself or someone else that you know in similar ways having similar experiences. And this information I'm going to share with you is a little sensitive to me because, you know, in these days and times when we all are under a lot of stress, um, we are less likely to, or more reluctant, more reluctant to share, um, details about ourselves. But I thought this would make for a great opportunity for me to be vulnerable and uh, share a little bit about me. I know it sounds kind of heavy, right? (laughs) So... As you know, in the title of the podcast is Your Transformation Starts Now, essentially. um, I want to tell you about one of my journeys, and I have had many, but there was a point in time where I wasn't really sure about how I had permitted myself to kind of lose how I perceived myself in terms of you know, me being in shape and me being a fitness trainer um, and me being an ambassador for health and wellness because I had allowed myself to gain uh, what I would feel or what I feel to be a pretty significant amount of weight. So at one point in time, I got up to about 240, about 243 pounds. And for anyone who knows me and has seen me, um, you may say, well, Tim's a pretty... Decent sized guy looks like he exercises, but um, if you've seen me recently, I'm at about 215, 220. So add another, you know, 25 pounds or slightly less to that, and you begin to kind of get a picture. Well, one of the things that I had to do was I had to get to a place um, where I needed to be so unhappy with how I looked that it was almost like a light switch flipping on and I just instantly began to take action. So this was a number of years ago um, in the early 2000s. And I was going through some pretty stressful times and uh, I just didn't pay attention to my eating habits. I just began to eat and to eat and to eat. And I'm sure there are probably people listening to this podcast now who knew me back then. And they would probably say, really? Like, I didn't think you looked like you had just let yourself go. But when you've seen yourself, you know, at 192 pounds or a hundred and 98 pounds at 7 or 8% body fat. I definitely didn't look like that then. So one of the things that began to happen is uh, I can clearly remember at a facility that I was at. And one day I was in the locker room and I was changing my clothes to go and work out. And when I took my shirt off and I looked in the mirror... I just, I stood there, and I stared at myself. I was not happy with what I was seeing, and I kept telling myself that I was better than this. But for some strange reason, whatever I was going through at the time had put me in a place that made me feel like I shouldn't care and for what, right? Who am I trying to impress? Never really realizing and understanding that it really wasn't about that. There were some other things going on, you know, probably a little depression, um, unhappiness, and so forth and so on. So rather than going into the weight room At the time, I had bought a pair of swim trunks because I had it in the back of my mind that I might go swimming because I know that anyone who is holding on to a lot of body mass or body weight, the last thing that they should be doing is going out and start running. So I knew this because it would be bad for the hips, bad for the knees, bad for the back. So I decided that day that I wouldn't go work out, that I would go to the pool because the facility that I, uh, I worked at uh, had a pool in it. So I changed, put on my trunks, and I put on a shirt. And that began to kick off my journey towards taking control. I had to kind of feel so disturbed about how I looked that I just said, you know what? Today's my day. I'm not going to put this off any longer. And I am going to lose this weight. And it was such. An intense moment because I felt like I couldn't be stopped. Like I could have had a friend afterwards go, hey man, let's go out for a beer or two or hey, let's go get a pizza or you know what, let's go grab burger and a fries from a place. And I was just so unhappy with myself because I was negligent that there was nothing that anyone could convince me other than being on my mission. So at that point I had to really decide on what I wanted and I didn't have a clear vision or understanding of what I wanted. I just simply started moving more, but in a way that would contribute to me losing the weight. And in that moving, I guess, part also included me eating more healthy. Now my eating habits were not disgusting It's just that I wasn't paying attention to the composition of the foods, nor the volume, and probably the the quality. So I'm I'm certain at that point uh, I was just overeating in general. More than likely, stress eating. Um, And as we age, (laughs) anyone listening to this will know you eat too much and you don't move enough. You kind of know how this uh, equation plays out. So I started swimming and swimming. And swimming like a crazy person, but it's, it's interesting to see the challenges that you face when you are really trying to push and you have these voices, um, that kind of follow you around and, um, they're on one hand telling you, you can't do it. What are you doing? This is stressful. Go back to the easy stuff. Come on, let's go out and get a, you know, go out and grab a a couple of glasses of wine and grab some good food. And yeah, that, that's the way we'll handle this. And then on the other side, the other voices are like, congratulations for finally getting to a place where you're going to take some action and, uh, you're going to make yourself feel better. So I wrestled with this, but my perseverance won out and I kept swimming and it took me about maybe I'd say about, two and a half, almost three months to drop about 30, uh, almost about 30 pounds, but I was very religious with my swimming. Uh, I made several changes. Uh, I began to introduce the intermittent fasting, which if you are familiar with, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're unfamiliar, it's basically creating a timing window with which I eat. And I, for no reason, uh, would break that um sequence of fast. So I would not eat before 12 noon and I would not eat after 8 PM and it didn't matter what was going on. (laughs) So I stuck very religiously to that. And uh, the other thing I did was I cut out uh, a lot of starchy carbohydrates, things like breads, which, you know, growing up, I was a huge sandwich eater. So I cut those out. Uh, I was cutting out a lot of the highly processed carbs. And I know that carbs are not bad for you. It's just the type of food that you eat. Um, Our food processing system here in America is not designed with love for you. That's a topic for another day. But I knew there were certain base foods that I had to go back to gravitating towards because I knew the results that they produced. So, what they were, um, to give you even more insight, is I was just eating a lot of legumes, uh, and, well, beans, and um, lentils and quinoa. And I made those my carbohydrate staples because they have far more nutrients and uh, are some of the most minimally processed foods out there. You know, they go from field um, to washing to maybe just organizing and then bagging and then shipping off to their locations. They're not ingredients stripped from it and then re-added back to them. So I did that and uh, the weight began to fall off and I just slowly began to change. And I felt better about myself. And people began to ask the question as I was going through the process, why are you swimming with a shirt on? You're probably wondering, let's get back to that part. Um, I did that because I was so embarrassed about where I was, but yet to, for everyone on the outside to look at me, they would say, man, you look fine. Are you kidding me? Like you, you, you're not, you don't look overweight. You just look like instead of a skinnier guy, you kind of look like a, a farm boy. And what they didn't understand is I was going through, um, a lot of pain With regards to how I look because I knew kind of where I'd come from. And I'm like, man, this is not, (laughs) this is not a good look. So I swam with a shirt on until I got comfortable enough to swim with a shirt off. And that only came as a result of kind of like a reward and my reward for my discipline, a reward for my consistency because, and also because I felt better uh, about myself and comfortable to do so but i would use the excuse of the shirt as a swimming technique to produce <laughs> it's a little embarrassing to say but i would tell them i was trying to improve my swimming speed so i would wear clothes bigger bermuda shorts and you know heavier cotton t-shirt while i swam to produce drag in the water so that way when i came to a point in my training i wanted to be very fast and mm, that was a percentage of that was true but it had more to do with you know my ego and how i how i um how i looked but i masked it well so once i lost all the weight i felt really really good about myself and I swore that I would never go back there again, and I haven't. So, after spending a lot of time telling you about this story, you know, if you're not a person who likes to listen for a long time, you're probably like, dude, like (laughs) this is dragging on. But I really wanted to make myself vulnerable to you to get to know me a little bit better if we've never met, um, as well as sharing my story. You may be going through something similar. Or you may not have ever gone through something like this. But what I will tell you is that all of us at some point is going to go through something that is going to impact the way we feel about ourselves. And the important thing to remember is that you have to really get to a place where you know that change is needed. You're going to also have to decide what you want. And in addition to that, the final step is to take action. My journey has been one of constant reminders of what's important nutritionally, fitness wise, because I, as I train clients who are 20, 30 years senior to me, I get a chance to get a snapshot, a little insight to kind of peer at what that world is like for them currently, but the world that I am quickly approaching. And for those who are in great shape, I say to myself, I wanna make sure that I am living in accordance with what I know to be really good for me. And I want to continue to share as much as I can, information for those who know me, who want to hear my message, and who understand that I am here for a purpose, and that is to serve you, to provide you with information that will help you uh, improve the way you look, feel, and move, but also really strengthen how you feel about yourself. I think there's just way too many variables and things that are going on right now that are causing a lot of doubt, a lot of worry, and a lot of concern. And the last thing we want to do is turn to unhealthy habits, at least habits that put weight on us and make us really unhealthy. There's just enough of that going on as is. So that is my little message for you and my story share. If I've never shared that with you before, I just felt comfortable enough to do so today. So this Podcast has now probably run its course in terms of time. Thank you so much for letting me bend your ear. Uh, thank you for allowing me to share with you. And if this message moves you in a way that makes you want to share with me or reach out, you can do so by sending me an email, Tim at Clear Results Fitness. If you have my telephone number, you're more than welcome to send me a text. Love to hear from you. Or if you have my number and you want to call me, I'm always here. Know that. I'm always here. And on that note, have a great, great day, and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you have found this information valuable, there are three ways that I can help you improve the way you look, feel, and move. Number one, you can send me an email at tim at clearresultsfitness.com or number two, you can visit me at movebetterin21days.com or number three, you can leave me a five-star review so that way I can gain access to more influential people as I continue to create the podcast. Thank you so much.